always have an issue. What you finna do? What you finna do? What you what you finna do? What you finna do? It's Natasha. I'm back with another podcast, and there's so much to talk about. My nerves have been in a tizzy all day because the drama with Beyonce and the CMAs has taken over my life in the last like three hours, and I got some things I gotta get off my chest. (laughs) It's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating, y'all. Like, Okay, so here's the backstory if you've been under a rock. Beyonce performed and not just performed, but slayed and shut it down at the CMAs on Wednesday night. So we all watch, we all tune in. Who who else was going to tune in to them doggone CMAs unless Beyonce was going to perform? So the CMAs released a statement, I want to say like four hours, four to five hours before Beyonce actually went on. Um, And so everybody's going in a frenzy oh my god Beyonce is going to be on the CMAs everybody's setting their DVRs everybody's setting reminders everybody is wrecked for B so she has a song called Daddy Lessons that's on her album Lemonade one of my favorite songs actually I, I love it and she like I don't think I don't even remember if she performed it in concert I, it was gosh I can't remember if she did it was probably like a vignette I don't know Maybe she did it full out and I just can't remember because I was blinded by B. Um, but I don't know. But anyway, it's not something we typically remember her singing or like, you know, know of her singing. She doesn't perform it that often live or anywhere. So she we figured, oh, she's probably going to do daddy lessons because it's the country vibe. It's it makes perfect sense. It's off of her new album. It's promo, whatever. Then we remembered that um, someone wrote an article recently that the Dixie Chicks covered her song on their recent world tour. Now, I know that the CMAs, Country Music Awards, um, or Country Music Association Awards, always does like a like a crossover performance every year. They've had Justin Timberlake, they've had Ariana Grande, they've had Snoop Dogg even, like they've always had somebody that's not country not typically country, come in and kind of do something, some kind of mashup with a country artist. And this was their 50th anniversary. So we were like, huh, what if she brings in like Dixie Chicks? Because as you all know, well, maybe you don't know, but back in the day, Dixie Chicks got pretty much blackballed from the country world. Um, They spoke out in like 2003 or so about then President George Bush. And they were not here for him. But as you know, the whole country community loved them some Bush. And they weren't having it, especially because they said it while in concert, like in London or something. So people were like, oh, hell no. You are not going to talk badmouth the United States and our president overseas. So they basically blackballed the Dixie Chicks, who I love, by the way. Still got wide open spaces on my playlist. And so they weren't allowed to perform at the CMAs. They were yanked off of all country radio. Like it was just a crazy scenario back then. We have not really, I know they tried to release some music here and there, but we haven't really heard from them since that. Um, I know they took a hiatus in like 08 or something like that and literally just came back to the scene within the last couple years. And I was like, what if, what if they use this opportunity, like the 50 year anniversary, you know, to kind of, mend some fences and bring them on 
Lo and behold, that's what happened. CMAs came on. We all sat through that doggone show for about a good 30 minutes passed and another 30 minutes, then another 30 minutes. And here comes B. I'm not going to lie. The show was actually not horrible. Like it wasn't horrible to get through. I kind of like the music. Hmm. Some of it. But anyway, um, it was, you know, we still had to sit through and wait for B. B comes on. They slay, kill it all night and all the next morning. The media is, I mean, just all a Twitter about Beyonce. She pretty much stole the show. Um, she wore, she pretty much was covered head to toe, but she did the bottom of her dress was sheer. It was sexy, but it was like, she's covered. Like all of her arms are covered. It's long sleeve. It's a long dress with the sheer factor to it. The V part of her chest was out just like Carrie Underwood, the host. Hers was out the whole time too damn near. Um, I didn't think that what she wore was risque or anything. I thought it was pretty pageant, pageanty, like a Texas girl would do. Um, and it was it was a great performance, and Dixie Chicks performed with her, and it was great. That's what everyone said. Oh, Beyonce looked beautiful. It was great. Suddenly, about a few hours ago, people lost their damn minds on social media. And the CMAs themselves posted, of course, the intro that Beyonce was going to be on there. They posted tons of social media things like pictures of her performing and video and oh she's coming she's doing this she's doing that like before she actually performed it was all on snapchat it was on their website everything it was beyonce central because why she probably brought them more ratings than they've ever seen let's keep it all the way real suddenly everything's yanked gone just a few hours ago i'm looking because i was looking to go do a post about beyonce again because why not and i noticed oh wait wait where's the video they yanked down the video too where's the picture where's her performing like they have a page of performers she's no longer on there i go to the social media literally nothing is there it's like beyonce never existed in their space at any point in time it is so weird so journalist by journalist starts noticing and starts tweeting about it and now it's like a freaking twitter crazy hashtag as we speak oh god y'all why do cmas do this why do the white people do this why do y'all hate this girl so much allegedly people are mad because she i mean they knew this before she performed but allegedly they're mad at her formation situation when she came out with formation she was addressing a little bit the police drama and she pretty much spoke on it because it's it needs to be spoken about and she put in a song she talked about it and not really talked about it but she put the imagery in a video um in in her words of the song formation she's talking about standing up for what you believe in and standing up for your your right to speak your voice and to be a bad chick like be that girl be that girl that causes conversation so what and you're gonna deal with it I'm gonna be me I'm gonna work hard I'm gonna grind I'm gonna own it and you're going to deal apparently the country folks ain't like that they said she was an anti-cop hater they said or I'm sorry she's anti-cop she's a cop hater she's anti-american I guess when you express your opinion about things America could do better that makes you a America hater but when Donald Trump does it and says America sucks and it needs to be better, it needs to be made great again, quote unquote, we all applaud. 
we meaning y'all, not me. I don't understand. I don't understand why she's being like nailed to a cross. It like frustrates me to no end. Even if you're not a Beyonce lover, even if you're not in the Beehive, I mean, I'm the Beehive president because we all know that's my Wi-Fi name. Don't judge. That's my Wi-Fi name. Certain people found that when they came to my place and was like, you must be Beehive President 5. Yes. Yes, that's me, damn it. Um, but no, even if you're not a Beehive person, I mean, at the very least, you respect the girl's grind. You respect what she can do. You respect her star power. You respect the the empire she has built. She's worth over half of a billion dollars. A self-made black woman is worth over half of a billion dollars. Why don't why isn't this resonating with people? Why are we going out of our way to bring this down? What has she ever done to kill you or hurt you? She gives so much money away. She creates so many charities. Why isn't that good enough? I can name some people y'all should hate that y'all uplift with the quickness. Let's see here. Should we go down the should we go down the list? I know that Peyton Manning was there at the CMAs. Got a standing ovation just saying we all know what the drama he went through from the drug accusations to the was it sexual assault accusations back in college That's correct. that he doesn't seem to be remorseful about in the least bit I mean there's a few people that were there that we could be like child please or that people uplift and hey if you're gonna say oh that was in their past and they regretted or it hasn't been proven hadn't been this hasn't been that that's great then so why why can't you just respect the fact that a woman is speaking her mind as an opinion and has done nothing but show her love for this country by giving back to those who need it y'all that are criticizing have y'all given back any money to those that need it I'll wait Probably not. Beyonce damn near single-handedly helped out Houston after their flooding, after their, you know, just after the economy and all those things like that. She created businesses. She created housing after Katrina. She created so many things in, in Louisiana and Houston. And it's like, dang, y'all can't just say thank you to that girl? Because last I checked, you probably didn't build no doggone houses. But y'all want to, like, just shade her completely and I'm never going to argue with a be hater because it's you know it's it's pointless it's fruitless it doesn't make any sense but when you go out of your way to almost use this woman for ratings she's good enough for ratings but she's not good enough to have her face on your website less than 24 hours later that I can't get down with and that I'm gonna call you out for so CMAs get the F out of here with your drama and your scare your scariness no one cares you knew exactly what you were getting into you knew what the Dixie Chicks you you of all people knew the Dixie Chicks were banned from country music and country life y'all agreed to let Beyonce bring them on the show by the way please note that Beyonce brought Dixie Chicks on the show not the other way around keep that in mind y'all agreed to that you knew what she was gonna do and you said, okay, you invited her to the show. So part of me feels like, because I know this world, I know this TV world, I know this industry. I know some people are like, well, they just weren't expecting the backlash and they're scared. Oh no. They want to, they want to kind of save face and their, their advertisers and their, and their viewers are so pissed and they're trying to help by erasing Beyonce's face off of everything. 
So you're telling me that a company that's been in business for Lord knows how long that has done 50, 50 award shows <laughs> didn't predict some type of backlash from the from four women, three Dixie Chicks and Beyonce who have caught caught tons of hate just in the last year, let alone the last 10 years. You're telling me they had no idea that people would have a problem now the lengths that people went to to express their issues is is that might have been slightly surprising but they should have expected that people called Beyonce a Black Panther bitch they called Beyonce they meaning the people in the comment sections on CMA's website and and social media they called her an n-word bitch they called her they told her that she should go stay in her place and know her place and not be over here in the country world. They said that country is for white men only. I'm sorry, for white people only. I mean, you know, I know some black people that's in country. And last I checked, country music is based in jazz and, and gospel and a whole lot of things. They had the Preservation Hall jazz band up there performing with somebody one of the blackest New Orleans bands there is. But here's the thing. I went on, I don't know why I did this, but I went on Facebook and this is what you should never do. Go on Facebook whenever you have quote unquote friends, not real life friends, but Facebook friends who like hate certain things and who are undercover racist because you know, they're friends from high school or when you were little and you forget, dang, they not my real friend in real life. I shouldn't be paying attention to what they are saying, but then they get you. They say that stupid ass comment and it draws you in and you sitting here going back and forth for an hour with their dumb behinds so that's what happened to me guys I wasted an hour of my life today went in with this person <laughs> I'm not sure if it worked because I mean like it's like talking to a wall like who cares like just do you and I'm gonna do me but stop coming for black people stop coming for Beyonce stop coming for me like just stop think what you want to think but stop being disrespectful especially when it pops up in my timeline y'all know I can't handle that y'all know I'm gonna talk back I can't just look at disrespect and be like oh, okay I talk back whether it's in my head on the computer I got caught up today guys so this chick from high school I ain't gonna say her name oh he is messy okay so she just bust out with this comment that says Beyonce does not belong on the CMAs now y'all know it set me off I don't know why maybe I was not in the best mood earlier so this was just like girl you tried it and I'm about to drag you for your life so everybody's chiming in I know right can't stand her she's so trashy she's so this she's so that I'm like well let me let me go ahead and get up in here and and show these people how idiotic they sound right so somebody did actually challenge the person to begin with and was like, well, why, why doesn't she belong there? The whole, the whole world, the whole word belong is so 1900, you know, like it's ill. It's like, who are you to tell me where I belong? Like, don't even say that. Um, so somebody said, well, what does that mean? Because she's black. She doesn't belong at the CMAs. So she goes, not because she's black but because she's trashy. By the way, Darius Rucker is one of my favorite singers. Here we go. By the way, I have a black friend and I'm not racist. God. 
That's exactly what this was. It's what? so annoying. Anywho, so I scrolled. I was like, well, maybe other people will chime in. Nope, nobody chimed in. So y'all know Natasha had to start the vocalization of the hateration against Beyonce. So I said, hmm, every single year, the CMAs do a crossover performance involving someone who does not typically fit the country genre. So are you opposed to that fact or opposed specifically to Beyonce performing her country track, Daddy Lessons, at the Country Music Awards? Because someone says, she's not on country radio. She shouldn't be here. Then that's not a crossover. If you're on country radio already, why would they be picking you to do the crossover to country performance? Like, am I crazy? Like, does this even make sense to anyone? It's like we're grasping at straws here to hate this girl. So I'm calling them out one by one just to get them to finally down to the point where they just say, I hate that bitch because she's black. And honestly, I'll respect you more if you said that. Right. So we can go through these motions all day just so I can piss you off. Let's go through the motions, shall we? So they respond, no, specifically Beyonce. None of her music is remotely close to country, and she just sucks as a person. Just my opinion. Flips hair. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. So Ariana Grande, Justin Timberlake, and all of the other people who have been crossover features at the CMAs are remotely country, seeing that they didn't perform any of their own country songs, and Beyonce is one of the only crossover performers who have performed her own country song it's illogical your thought process but to each their own you hate Beyonce specifically for whatever your your reasons are and that's fine um but but none of the none of the other performers wait what did I say oh yeah and that's fine and I love that sorry about that so the person continues I'm against anyone who's not country being there I like Beyonce's music, but in no way thought Daddy Lessons was a country song. Girl, the song had all the banjos in the world. <laughs> I thought it was more New Orleans jazz brass band. I do also think the outfit wasn't appropriate. It's a different crowd. Well, you know, and y'all know I went to high school in New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. So this is why this is a New Orleans reference from a New Orleans girl. And I'm like, well, she should know better doesn't make sense so let's address this dress that you're talking about so another girl chimes in and posts the outfit quote unquote that Beyonce wore now she wore two different outfits she wore once one on stage and one on the on the black carpet I guess backstage and they look kind of similar but they're not similar um so she posts the picture of Beyonce in her dress again covered in her full arms are covered her whole body's covered except for the um like a cut a slight cleavage situation that again every woman on that stage had on last night so they posted it saying in this sheer dress this outfit is not appropriate for the cma awards children watch this and a see-through dress was not appropriate oh it wasn't so y'all know what i did i came with receipts i posted a picture of taylor swift last night at the cmas taylor's Look at this. Look at this. You saw Beyonce's, right? Look at this. Sheer. Cut out. Jesus. Arms out. Slit all the way up the middle. But no one said anything about Taylor Swift. So I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I'm not trying to accuse nobody of nothing. I'm just, you, your standard was, it was a sheer dress. So she was tacky. So I reposted 
Taylor's. And I said, so why didn't anybody talk about Taylor? Why is Taylor not tacky? She has on a sheer dress, skin tight, slit literally all the way up to her hoo-ha in the middle. Her whole stomach is out. All of her arms are out. And it's backless as well, which you can't see on this. How was that worse than what Beyonce had on? This girl had the audacity to tell me that it was. She was like, well, I mean... I mean, Taylor's is a bit skimpy, but Beyonce's just look really trashy. You could see her thigh gap. You know what? If y'all keep changing the rules every time I throw up your standard back in your face, I can't. And if you can't see that you're doing that, that's even crazier. So whenever they got punked and, and pretty much stopped in their tracks with that whole Taylor thing, it was quit making this a black and white thing. Put that dress on anyone and it would be inappropriate. Black, white, Asian, or purple. I said, girl, I'm not the one making this a black or white thing. And that's the thing that we, that us black people, we kind of deal with sometimes. Is every time we point out a racist situation that that person may or may not understand is racist, how do we now become the problem? So you're saying you're just a perfect person. You can never have a double, double standard. You can never be. These are the things that I'm talking about. It's like even when the obvious double standards are there, we're not even allowed to point it out. When the obvious situations of cops shooting young unarmed black men are there, Beyonce's wrong for literally just pointing it out. Y'all see the problem? And do y'all see the problem with CMAs actually succumbing to that and ripping her off the, <clears throat> ripping her off the site after she gave them all these ratings. It felt like they was they were using her, and it felt like it went back to like I don't know if you all read that article way back in 2011, and it's something that happens to this day. But Steve Stout wrote an amazing article in the New York Times back in 2011 about mainstream award shows and how they use black people, and a lot of times, or I'm sorry, use hip hop and use a certain culture to get ratings to get hip to get like you know their name out there and la da 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 but whenever it's time to actually give that hip-hop artist an award or somebody from a different culture an award that award's nowhere to be found they're either not nominated at all or they're, they never win let alone be a presenter let alone get up there and actually speak but they love for us to get up there and perform because that brings in the ratings and the people it feels a lot like that. And it's really frustrating that this is still happening in 2016. And it's so it's on such a blatant level. <sighs> That's my gripe about B, guys. I'm not saying you got to love the girl. I'm just saying respect it. Plenty of my friends don't love her. And they flat out said that. Well, you know, I ain't in a beehive, girl, but this is wrong. That's all I'm saying. You know, wrong and right. That's it. And CMAs, you ain't ish for this. By the way, they came in trying to, like a, like just about an hour ago, came in like, let me retweet her daddy lessons to make it seem like we're not racist. So they retweeted her post about her new single. You could have kept that, and I hope that B comes around and tells y'all to snatch that down while you at it because you don't even deserve to have the queen on your damn social media. I'm done. So Draymond Green is expecting a baby. Christian doesn't know who he is. Shakarin, do you know who he is? You know well, you look at me like I'm crazy. It was the other football. Oh, okay. Um, wow, you know who someone is? Yes. I'm a basketball and football fan. Okay. Anyways, Draymond Green is expecting a baby with his girlfriend. Did y'all know he had a girlfriend? Most of America didn't. 
the reason is because one we never see them together they've been on the red carpet together maybe twice um but they've been seeing each other for a very long time actually um and i just found this out thanks to a tipster and um the tipster tells us hey you know that his girlfriend just had a baby shower i said a who a what had a baby shower what so yes, he has a girlfriend who's pregnant and she's about eight months and she had a baby shower about mm, a week ago and the pictures are beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. She's like, just beautiful. Like the pictures are on the YBF.com. Go look at them. Um, Draymond wasn't there. He may have, may have had a game that day. It was last Sunday. I'm not sure, but she's 100% pregnant. And the trip part about this is this past July, Draymond made headlines, not because of losing the um the championship but because he accidentally quote unquote snapchat snapchatted a picture of his penis to the world i'm trying to remember what it looked like i'm like wait was it did we post it i know we referenced it in the post about her baby shower so go look at that because we probably linked off to it knowing my crazy behind um but yeah so he posted this on quote-unquote accident so initially back in july when he was called out for it because it went like on his public story like bam draymond's penis and people are like whoa 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 guy whoa what's this so he tried to say for like an entire day oh somebody hacked my snapchat i don't i don't know what that is like that's not me now y'all know anytime somebody says they got hacked nine and a half times out of ten they're lying especially a celebrity um so people pretty much figured okay he's lying he's just trying to cover so eventually i feel like like the next day or so he came out and said okay okay he came clean he said okay i actually did post it but i thought i was sending it privately i thought i was sending a private message now on snapchat it does get tricky i'm not gonna lie clicking those little tiny circles with the check and you might accident your finger especially if they're like big your finger might slip and click the top my story little circle as opposed to the individual people you're trying to send to privately i'll give them that it very well could have been a slip up the real question here is why are you sending this privately to anybody when you have a girlfriend if she's eight months pregnant y'all and y'all been together forever cheater 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 we don't know that who else are you sending a private penis picture to if it's your girlfriend you wouldn't be sending it on snapchat how you know that i'm okay i'm gonna just if somebody asked me to bet five dollars would you be sending private pictures to your boyfriend on snapchat i'm gonna say mm, no he's probably sending it to somebody else or i'm sending it to somebody else I can just give them the pictures. I can just text them to him. Like, why would I be sending them on private message? That doesn't make any sense. Well, he a cheater then. Okay, hold on. <sighs> they cheat. We cheat. They cheat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, y'all, y'all do be cheat. I don't think all men cheat, but I do think that it's kind of odd that it, it was so. I don't know any woman that's going to be like, well, maybe he was just sending it to himself or maybe he just sent it like, stop it. You were 100% sending that to some chick. And that's what I think. I don't know, Draymond, what are we going to do with you? 
Anywho, that's what's going down. Him and his girlfriend are expecting maybe in about a month. So we'll figure it out then. Okay, speaking of cheaters, we need to talk about <laughs> we need to talk about Donald Penn. Thing. Donald Penn, who's in the NFL, he plays for the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. He's a cheater. Major cheater. There's no denying it. He pretty much admits it. The real question here is, or really the real discussion here is, when do we, as women, take back a, a cheater, take back a man who cheated on us publicly, and for what reason would we do that? So here's the deal with Donald Penn and his wife. He's married to a woman named Dominique. They apparently... No, I think they were on good terms. I don't think they split up or anything like that. He apparently impregnated a reality star. Not just any reality star. A girl from Bad Girls Club. You couldn't have picked nobody else. Like, you couldn't have picked the chick from, like, I feel like loving hip-hop is even, like, one step above Bad Girls Club. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is nobody else that you could have chosen. What other reality show could he have chosen one from? Let me see. Um, uh, Real Housewives. That would have been a step up, yeah, of any any franchise. Um, maybe I don't know. I can't think of another one. Growing up, hip hop, Angela Simmons, something like that. No, she's pregnant already. No, she just had a baby. Can't do that. Anyone but Bad Girls Club. So, anywho. He impregnates a chick on there and it's not cute. It's not pretty. It, it just, everything went to hell when it all came out. The reason that it all came out is because the wife, Dominique herself, blasted the girl. And this is where the issue that I have comes in. So about a week ago, Dominique took to her Instagram page and wrote out this entire post blasting, yes, her man too, but also Camilla Poindexter from Bad Girls Club. She goes, oh, how dare you, you know, take my, or try to come in and take my man. This is, you're not gonna get everything you want. Um, this is this is strong over here. We're the pins. I'm the one with the ring. Like, you're really proud of this girl, like, really? So her exact words, Understand that I have all the anger in the world going on. I am that woman that has the power to destroy everyone because I'm the wife and I'm not letting anyone take that money that I've earned because she thinks hush money is going to help her life. No, ma'am. Ain't nobody taking my money. Hashtag you tried. She wasn't done, child. She continues saying, in closing, this girl has like paragraphs. In closing, my husband married a strong woman. And even at his weakest points today, I encouraged him to go play today. <laughs> <laughs> to protect his quarterback because he has four kids now. Paternity test pending. That's what she said. To worry about. I uplifted him and I told him as his friend, we're going to get through this. Child, she's a better one than me. I will say that. What I'm not going to do is take to my Instagram account to big up your cheating ass. That's what I'm not going to do. That's real. 
and be like, well, let me go help you get on this field to go protect your quarterback after you cheat on me and had a baby on me. Which, you know, you know how I think, and I don't know if all women think like this. I think if you had a baby with somebody, this was not the first time you've gotten it in with her or really anyone. You had unprotected sex with a woman that was not your wife, which tells me you're very comfortable with that whole scenario. How, how does one do that? How do you get involved with someone who's clearly not, you know, exclusive to you? Who knows who she's sleeping with? It's just gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, this is what I think about, about cheaters. And this might not be what all women think. And this might not be the reason why women have an issue with cheating. But this is my main number one reason. Not only reason, but main and number one reason. My issue is that if I'm exclusive in an exclusive sexual relationship with you, you're my man, I'm your woman usually we're not using protection because you're my man I'm your woman married couples why why would I understand why some married couples still probably do I wouldn't you know with my husband or even with my exclusive boyfriend of umpteen years like why would I the fact that you took your body and did something unprotected with another person and came back and had sex with me to me this is the ultimate disrespect because you know that we're not I'm not using protection as a woman you know that you're not as a man do you know all the things how that can hurt me and my health so not only do you disrespect our relationship and you don't care about our relationship you really don't care about me because you could have given me anything you could have ugh, like men that cheat with women cheat on their pregnant wives or pregnant girlfriends that's even worse because who knows what you're bringing back to your child to your to your baby to your family that's so gross to me it's just this utmost level of disrespect that I don't even know how I could how I could forgive that and so you know I try not to judge because people love to say especially in them comments well how can a never married woman have any type of uh judgment or any type of opinion because I don't need to be married to know what's right and what's wrong. That's why. Period. Point blank. And stop telling people that just because they're not married that they don't have an opinion. Like, stop that. It's annoying. Very annoying. But yeah, so you had unprotected sex, got this woman pregnant. Allegedly, the woman, um, Camilla, was going off on or going off about the baby and sending subliminal tweets to the wife, Dominique. This is what Dominique alleges. I don't think Camilla ever mentioned her name, but if she did subliminals, still, no one would have ever known that she was talking about you and Donald had you, Dominique, not gone on Instagram and blasted the entire situation. And then got mad when people started commenting. What sense does that make? Why'd you even talk about it if you didn't want people talking about it? You brought it to us, not the other way around. Girl, I don't even know who Donald Penn is. I wasn't about to be going to his Instagram trying to figure out what babies he got outside of your marriage. I don't even know he's married. I don't know him. But now that you done posted it, oh, I'm here for it. I'm doing research for days. <laughs> I'm nosy like everyone else. So you can't be mad whenever people chime in with their opinion. You opened your door for opinions. That's not all, guys. After she blasted Camilla Poindexter about the baby, and she herself, Dominique, got dragged by people being like, why are you mad at the mistress? Like, be mad at your husband. 
And why are you going off on this tangent, blasting your husband for what he did? If the last thing you said was, and I forgot to read that, but the last thing you say is, but I'm going to stay with him anyway. Then, then what was this whole conversation for? Why'd you even do this? Yes, y'all, it makes no sense. So now after she's gotten dragged for that foolishness, she's now back on social media, basically saying she and Don are back together and she did file for divorce just a few days ago. But now it doesn't matter because he bought her a Bentley. So she's fine. I swear to you. I swear that's what happened. On October 20th, I want to say about, hmm, maybe about a couple days after the story originally broke, um, October 20th, she filed for divorce. We're just now finding out about this. Just saw the paperwork, all of that, and it's dated October 20th. Filed for divorce, irreconcilable differences. So now as of about November 1st or so, she posts on Instagram this new car she got. It's a Bentley. She's posing on it. I mean, she is loving it, y'all. Letting the world know. She's back in love. Why is she back in love? Because this Bentley that she got as a pre-birthday present came from no one but Donald Penn. She says, early B-Day gift to his day zero, me. Hashtag more than just a fling. Hashtag the love is real over here, baby. Hashtag F it up, effing it up. Hashtag saucy. Hashtag don't touch nothing. (laughs) Oh, she has. I I just skipped y'all. I just skipped (laughs) some of them. He reposts a picture of her hopping in the new car. He got her. He says, he meaning Donald, happy early birthday to my wife, my day zero. She deserved this and much more. Does she? Which much, what, is, what much more does she deserve? Oh, a non-cheating husband. That's what she deserves. But you got her a Bentley. So I guess there wasn't what? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what her price tag on herself is, but... Apparently, this is the price. They also spent Halloween night trick-or-treating. They have like three kids together. So everything was back to normal by October 31st. So I assume this October 20th divorce is not going to, or divorce papers are not going to really hold. She sounds like they're totally back together. He also posted a picture of her right before posting the car picture saying, I love you so much, my best friend. Can't live without you. I'm assuming that's what his voice sounds like. Can't live without you. Hashtag so sorry. Hashtag gonna do whatever it takes. Kissy face, kissy face, kissy face. Y'all, what are we gonna do? Uh, What do we do? Uh, How do you drop a divorce because the man bought you a Bentley? And in the next few Instagram posts, you're promoting your businesses that you're so proud of. Like, oh, you didn't know? I have this business. I have that business. I have that business. I got my own money, my own independence. Then why are you staying with the man that cheated on you and had a baby with on some on you with someone else for a Bentley? She claims that the Bentley was a long time coming and it wasn't a, a sorry present, but okay, girl. Okay, girl. We'll go with that if it helps you sleep at night. Moving on. The gentrified collard greens deserve a discussion. Have y'all seen them? 
It's hilarious. It is utterly hilarious. So every year, Neiman Marcus, I know you were like earlier, what is Neiman Marcus doing with collard greens or food? Well, every year in their holiday issue of their catalog, they have like holiday goods and, and gorgeous cakes and food and especially like for Thanksgiving you can order your whole Thanksgiving meal and it's very like gourmet and luxury type thing I've seen everything in there from turkey to ham to dressing to all of that cakes and pies and everything can be frozen and sent to you I have never seen no doggone greens ever in no Nima Marcus catalog not only are the greens in the Nima Marcus catalog they had the audacity to put bacon in them things. <laughs> bacon! Who puts bacon in greens? We all know it's either turkey, necks, or ham hocks. Pick a lane and stick with it. Do not bring in no bacon. That's not all. These greens cost $66. <laughs> Before shipping, y'all. Before shipping. Not only that, them mugs are sold out. Who bought these greens? By the way, with shipping, the shipping is fifteen fifty, and so they come out to be eighty one dollars and fifty cent. This is hilarious. Greens are a dollar in the store. Y'all stop. <laughs> stop extorting these white people for these greens. Stop it. <laughs> I'm still mad at white people for what they did to Beyonce, but I'm not gonna allow y'all to extort them for these greens. No. It's not fair. It's not right. And it's not okay. The picture looks good, though. Right? One of my friends on Facebook said, mm-mm, they didn't cook them things down enough. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. So the greens are sold out. They're done. White people have bought up the greens. And I'm saying white because I do not know not one black person who would have ever signed on to NeimanMarcus.com for some food, number one. Number two, bought some $81 greens. I, whoever did that in your black, send me a letter. Like, send me an email. Tag me on Facebook. Tag me on Instagram. Because I have to know what you were thinking. And I want you to tell your mother as well. And I want you to tell me what she said. Anyway, our friend Spice Adams, the comedian who cracks me all the way up, went in about these he pretty much like wrapped up my sentiment about this foolishness that Neiman Marcus just did how you get some one dollar greens and turn it to 81 dollars if that ain't gentrification child okay he says man them greens better come with some neck bones that have been smoked by hand at 150 degrees Fahrenheit for seven days them greens better come with hot sauce from Frank's house and them greens better come with the most butterest not butteriest butterest of all buttermilk cornbread and a patty pie three for one special oh yes patty pies and for 66 dollars, they better give me at least eight deleted emails from hillary's account fedex with the confirmation number that's hilarious for 66 dollars, i need to know the name of the person who prepared them if they name ain't gertrude essie edna ruth or miss betty <laughs> Then I need a phone call immediately. <laughs> Neiman Marcus, I need answers. Sway Calloway, do you have answers for this? Hashtag fix it Jesus. Hashtag Neiman Marcus Greens. 
Oh, I can't stand them right now. Y'all, who would do this? They turned something that they call slave food or black people food, you know, back in the day, that's what it was called, into some $81 gourmet nonsense that they're not even cooking with turkey or ham hocks. Get out of here with that. <laughs> On a good note, we just saw the Obama's house. It's so gorgeous. And we're not talking about just the White House. We're not talking about the outside. We're not talking about the inside that you've seen in events, event pictures, or if you've even been to the White House yourself and, you know, those first few rooms that they take you to, the whole first floor. We're not talking about that. We're talking about their actual living quarters that no one in history has ever seen in the public. So the second floor of the White House is residential i think some of it's like the the west wing is it i don't know i can't remember the movie was the movie accurate i don't know nothing movie tv show i don't know anyway the second floor is the presidential living quarters oh my gosh y'all it's everything you would think so the obamas hired an la interior designer who they met i think like during their campaign or before their campaign and hired him to basically update the White House. I do remember First Lady Michelle talking about that, like when she first got into office. She was like, oh, there's some updates that need to be made. And that's what they did. And so the pictures came out in the new issue of Architectural Digest. And it's so gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's, you know, muted colors. It kind of has the same feel as the actual Oval Office because they wanted to keep everything kind of uniform. Um, but it's like the luxury homey interior designy feel go to the ybf.com and look at the pictures you're going to be obsessed it's like real estate porn that we shouldn't even really be saying with the white house mixed together but you know what i mean it's amazing go look at it and i must talk about exes getting back together nick cannon and christina million what i know uh, no i don't know about this i don't know okay so here's the deal nick cannon and christina million dated way back in the day i'm not gonna even try to look up the exact date because i really i don't even care that much just know it was a lot it was a lot of years ago tons of years remember love don't cost a thing my love don't cost. And christina was a cheerleader and nick was the, the guy that was trying to get her yeah amazing I watch it every time it comes on. I love that movie. So they started dating during that movie. Um, they never got engaged, but I actually thought they would at some point. Like, I loved them together. I don't know if it was a publicity relationship to, to promote the movie, but I think they kind of, like, really liked each other. Hmm. Who knows? I do know that Christina's had many relationships after that, and all of them seem to be stemming from some type of publicity. I will say that. She's dated pretty much every producer. Hmm. Married one of them. Had a baby with one. Until he foolishly cheated on her publicly with his assistant. Man. The dream. That's who it was. That's who it was. Y'all know who it is. We, we talked about it. She's been with a few people. And hey, I'm not slut shaming in the least bit. I love it. I say if you're not, if you don't have a ring on your finger, before your wedding, you can do whatever you want to do. Men do what they want to do, and women can too. Um, but I did see a pattern with her. I did see like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't hate. Don't hate. Women can do it too. I did see a pattern where it felt like everyone she was 
kind of working with, she ended up dating. It was kind of weird. But I guess that's what you do. I mean, if you're working all these hours. She wanted to be a power couple. I kind of got that. I 100% got that sense from her. And I'm trying not to judge for it. But it does seem like it was a little intentional. She probably did have feelings, too. It did feel a little intentional, I will say. On top of that, um, I don't know if Nick started dating somebody else or she started dating somebody else or they just mutually were like, oh, we're over this. But they eventually broke up. Nick went on to get engaged to Salita Ebanks and then eventually married Mariah Carey. Christina went on her own way, dated a few people after Nick, um, also got married to the dream um, and had a baby and dated Lil Wayne after that. And here we are. They're suddenly both single. So here's the deal. Last week, Christina Milian went on Wendy Williams show and she was put in the hot seat and was asked all these questions about Wendy. One of the questions was, if you could be invisible for the day, which of your exes would you spy on? So she was like, oh, this is good. Like, I would totally spy on an ex. I don't know if Wendy fed her the answer, but Wendy did kind of hint. She said, well... I remember that you used to be with Nick Cannon. So Christina's like, wow, yeah, and he's single now. I wouldn't mind spying on him and seeing what he's up to now. So I kind of like felt like, oh, Lord, Christina about to send that text. Hey, Nick, what you doing? <laughs> right. Hey, big head. What's up? I saw it coming. One day later, we post pictures on the YBF.com. Actually, not even the pictures. We posted the story because they were trying to keep it low key. We posted a story on the YBF.com that they were out to dinner together, Christina and Nick, at a Jamaican restaurant club, dancing the night away, grinding on the dance floor 24 hours later. I mean, maybe they were just rekindling a friendship. I don't know. Hmm. The question here is, oh, by the way, they also spent Halloween together. We posted that picture on the YBF, too. I don't spend Halloween with just everybody. Hmm. Neither of them have confirmed anything is going on. It does feel like something's brewing again. And Christina said she is open to, you know, exploring their friendship again because they were in two different places, you know, like they're both very grown now. I mean, it's been several years. They're in two different places in their lives. It could be different. What happened to Chili? That's a great question. Nick, what happened to Chili? I think that was also a little promo too. He put her in his video and it's Chili. No, Chili would really be with a younger man. We all know that. And Nick loves himself an older woman. I think him and Christina are about the same age. Christina just turned 35. I think Nick is around that age too. So she might be too young for him. Y'all know how Nick like him. (laughs) Never know. I don't believe in dating exes. I'm just gonna put it out there. Nick is 36. Oh, she's way too young. She's 35. Oh, absolutely not. He only dates people that are like double his age. Wait, that wasn't Shade. Sorry, Mariah. He dates older women. Now, I don't date exes. Mm-mm. I think it's wrong. I think you should leave the past in the past. I do understand though. If it was like a, a high school fling, you know, like, oh, this guy I went to high school with, we were high school sweethearts, and then we broke up, and now I'm 
38 years old and we saw each other again. That's a totally different scenario because you're two completely different people. Now, if this was a recent ex or even an ex from 10 years ago, oh no. I don't even want to run into my exes. I don't even want to see my ex's name in the phone. I don't want to have nothing to do with the exes. I'm not here for it, really. I feel like you broke up for a reason. Unless you're two completely different people, unless you are a different person than you were when you all were together, whatever broke you all up is going to break you up again. So why even waste your time? I don't like it. Does anybody believe in date nexus? Oh, wow. For once, everyone agrees with me. For once. Yeah, no. Now, sex with exes might be a little different. And honestly, I think that that has a lot to do with what Christina was talking about. Because she, you know, Wendy was like, oh, well, you were single on your birthday. Did you go home with anyone? And Christina just was like, oh, girl. I mean, birthday sex is real. I said, yes. I ain't mad at it. I mean, you know, you might get it in with your ex. I also don't agree with that, though. I'm going to be real. I don't. It is a different story. I can see that happening before an actual full-fledged relationship with an ex. But I don't even believe in that with exes. No. Because like you said, I mean, it leads to other things. And your thoughts get cloudy. And you might end up back together with that person. And we don't want that. We want forward movement, child. Forward movement. And then they do something that reminds you, this is why I broke up with your ass. I cannot stand you. It always comes out. So, Christina, good luck with that. Get yours, though, boo. You single and cute and don't look a day over 20. Do you. YBF Fooly Wang of the Week. By the way, I'm going to be doing this every week because there's always a celebrity doing some Fooly Wang material. If you don't know, Fooly Wang means foolish, it means stupid, it means idiotic, it means everything that is not fabulous. And we're gonna talk about you. I mean, it needs to be talked about. Sometimes you have to address things that aren't great to, to show people what they need to be doing. And I'm gonna give you my take on that. So this is YBF Fooly Wang of the Week. <coughs> YBF's Fooly Wang of the Week goes to a dude we are so over. So over. His name's Lil Wayne. Can't stand him right now. Yes, he's from New Orleans, and no, I don't care. Why? Because this dude doubled down on his ignorant statement about Black Lives Matter. Now, look, I'm not saying that you need to co-sign every little thing that Black Lives Matter stands for. I'm not saying you need to 100% agree with what everyone would sense can see with their own two eyes about the cops. Not saying that. All I'm saying is when you get on national television, please act properly and stop showing your ass. This week, Lil Wayne went on Nightline. Why Nightline decided to interview this man? I don't know. Still trying to figure it out. I want to send Nightline a letter. Because they know you're cool. They just saw what I understand that. I get it. But that happened like a month ago. Like what? What are we doing? Why do we care what Lil Wayne thinks about Black Lives Matter? We know what he thinks about it. Why are we calling him for an interview? Does he have an album coming out? Nope. <laughs> we all know he don't have an album coming out because baby won't let it come out. <laughs> right. So no Carter Five here. What is it that we're promoting? What is it that, why do we need to, who, who in the room at Nightline said, oh, 
I know who we could interview this week. Lil Wayne Carter. Somebody call up his people. Like, who did that? I don't understand. What is it that they were trying to gain other than ratings? I mean, I mean, your nightline, you get your ratings. Whatever. So the interviewer asked Lil Wayne, so we saw what you said about Black Lives Matter and, you know, what you thought about it. What, what's the issue? What's going on? Lil Wayne just had the worst attitude and was like, what's that? I don't know what that is. I came into his voice because he sounded so drugged out. I'm not saying he was drugged out. I said he sounded drugged out. Take that how you want to. I don't know what that is, man. I don't know. What is that? So the interviewer said it's an organization <laughs> for people that want people to un- want the masses to understand that black lives matter because the masses sometimes don't accept the fact that while all lives matter, black lives also matter. Lil Wayne isn't here for it. He says he doesn't feel like he's connected in any way, shape or form to black lives matter. Why? Because he's a young, rich black man. That should tell you that America ain't racist and they are okay with black people having some money. Here's what he actually said. What's your thought on, on Black Lives Matter? What is it? What, what do you mean? The idea is that there's this movement called Black Lives Matter thinking that the rest of America didn't seem to understand that, that Black Lives Matter. It just sounds weird. I don't know that you put a name on. It's not a name. It's not whatever, whatever. If somebody got shot by police and for a reason. I am a young, black, rich If that don't let you know that America understand black matter these days, I don't know what it is. Don't come at me with that dumb man. My life matter, especially to my Did he say especially to my bitches? That's what he said. No, uh, Wayne. Wheezy. Y'all, he's so foolish. I, I don't even know what to say about this. Other than, I mean, you know, idiocy is idiocy. Like, let it be. If he feels no connection, he feels no connection. I do have an issue with you saying and downplaying necessary organizations and necessary movements in the mass public view. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it. Do not degrade and disrespect and downplay something that's very necessary for people that are not as rich as you, not as lucky as you. And by the way, Wayne, the reason why you have never experienced racism like you claim is because everyone on your team experienced it for you. That's how you know you're rich because you have a shield in front of you of people who are paid to handle the racism for you. Remember that. By the way, he ended the he ended the interview by storming off. It was so dramatic. He ripped off the, the mics and was like, I ain't here for this, man. I'm out of here. Before that, though, he whipped out his red scarf and was like, you know the only thing I'm connected to? This right here. I'm a blood gang. I'm a, no, he didn't say blood. I'm a gang member, man. I'm a gang member. You need to know that. You know, the interviewer was like, bitch, get me out of here. Who, who hired me for this? He's so crazy. So you're not connected to Black Lives Matter and you've never experienced racism, but you feel the need to be in a gang and be happy about it and proud of it? If you knew the real reason why gangs started, is that asking for too much? 
the real reason why gangs started was was to protect the block and to protect the communities because we didn't feel black people didn't feel like the police were doing it for us that was the main reason it didn't start off as this what it is now this is not how it started it started off as a semi-positive thing in a way there were ways it was it's almost like how the people think of the black panthers you know like it's it's our way or it's the highway we're, we're not trying to compromise no more we're not here to you know be all nice and sugarcoat you all are doing x to us and we're going to do y because of it so it's that kind of feel when it came to gangs when they were first being started back in the day I know that they have completely lost that reasoning and that's no longer really what we're standing for. But if you're so proud of being involved in something, don't be proud of something that you know nothing about. So I'm a little confused how you hate Black Lives Matter, but you are so supportive of your blood gang. And I say blood because you whipped out a red scarf and said, this is what you're all about. So he tells this to Lindsay Davis, the interviewer from Nightline. Lindsay says, oh, you know, she seems a little taken aback. I wonder if she's taken aback because just a few weeks ago, maybe about a month or so, maybe a few months, I don't know, recently, Wayne got on stage at more than one concert and led the crowd in a chant that said Black Lives Matter. We are Black America. Black Lives Matter. Don't you know what Black Lives Matter is if you just led your entire crowd in a chant about Black Lives Matter? This is how I know he was doing this because he's, again, he sounds like he's on some stuff. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was something. <laughs> I don't know. He claimed after the fact that he was just upset that the, that Lindsey Davis asked him, or I assume he's saying Lindsey because that's the only person he was talking to in the room, but he said that someone in the interview called his daughter a bitch and a hoe. Now, we all heard the interview. That's not what happened. Lindsay asked him, if someone called your daughter a bitch or a hoe, what would you do? He said he would have a problem. She asked him that question because the context surrounding it was the lyrics of his songs. So she was asking about his songs that are, are some people argue are misogynistic. Some people say are problematic and speak badly about women and, you know, all those things. That was the context of the conversation. So she's saying, if you say those things about those women, how would you feel if someone said that about your own daughter? He said, of course, he would hate it. He wouldn't like it, this and that. And that sparked people to be like, so it's okay for you to say it about other people, women, but you can't say it about your own daughter, whatever. So maybe he was upset about that, but I don't know. It seemed like it was a lot more than that. He says he was on his defense after that and he apologizes to whoever he offended whatever Wayne tosses hair tosses hair YBF's BF which stands for best friend for the slow folks out there we're gonna do this every week to tell you who we are loving what's what's the person what's what's going on that we're just obsessed with who's the person we're obsessed with and who just kind of gets some points in our book for doing something extremely fabulous that week <laughs> YBF's BF of the week goes to Mariah Carey. Reason being, because she's trying to set a standard out here for us women. I'm here for it. She's asking from her ex, James Packer, for $50 million after their breakup. Yes, girl. Yes. Do it for the women. Do it. <laughs> 
why is she asking for this money? Because James broke up with her and he wasted her doggone time. I'm not mad at that. I'm here for like a time wasted prenup type situation. So here's the deal. Mariah and James, as you know, he was her billionaire fiance for a few months. They were together and then they weren't. While they were together, for whatever reason, they were preparing their prenup pretty early on and trying to get things in order for a March 1st wedding. Allegedly, they were trying to rush it, I guess. I don't know. It might maybe to coincide with her new show that's coming out um, starting in December or January, something like that on E. But they wanted to be married on March 1st. So James allegedly demanded his lawyers to hurry up and get a prenup in place so that they can get this party started. In the prenup that Mariah came to the table with, because apparently both sides do their own and then they mix them. Or maybe she, I don't know, maybe she was revising what he sent, whatever. All I know is Mariah's team had their own little closet that they wanted to add. And what she asked to be put in there, and she it was never signed by the way, but what she asked to be put in there was that she received $50 million if they broke up. So interestingly, this is the same amount she's asking for now from her ex-fiance. I think that she's asking for basically like an inconvenience fee. Look, boys, (laughs) when you're out here wasting women's time, we've had this discussion before off the air. Don't propose and don't be in a long-term relationship if you have no intent of being there forever if you know that she wants marriage and you've told her you want marriage and we both on the same page about marriage do not waste her time by not marrying her especially if you really have an inkling in the back of your head that you probably won't ever marry her is that too much to ask why is that so difficult why would men be opposed to that I think that this will help cut down on all y'all men playing games that's what I think if y'all know y'all can get sued for that money for wasting my dog on time. You can't sue somebody for telling a lie. <laughs> yes, you can. It's called libel. It's called slander. You slandered my life by wasting my time, by lying about what you wanted out of this relationship. Look, I'm here for it. I wasn't necessarily here for this Mariah and James marriage outside of the fact I love that she was marrying a billionaire. But come on, like you wasted her time. Absolutely. She wants a power couple. Maybe. She didn't have that with Nick Cannon. Hmm. It's very interesting. Apparently, um, there was the prenup was sent on both sides. So James, James's side of the prenup was a hundred pages long. You know what? This was just a disaster in the making. A hundred pages. And you sent that to Mariah's team immediately. I would ask for $50 million too. Do you, boo? Thanks for setting the standard, Mimi. All right, guys. Thanks so much. This was so much fun. I got a lot of things off my chest. I had a headache. I was pissed before this. Now I feel so much better. Oh, yes. Okay, that's a wrap. I'll see y'all next week. Please go vote. November 8th. Let's get it popping, y'all. Hit these polls. See you next week. Stay with a hundred mil, big house in the hills, ice cubes on my neck. Stay with the money, yeah, in the back, counter stacks, new bands, I'm buying that. 